Welcome to the TV Deets podcast. My name is Brett and I'm the guy behind the blog. An extension of tvdeets.com, join us for a brand new episode each week as we break down the latest unscripted news and ratings and share exclusive piping hot tea on all of your favorite reality shows. Now, let's get into it. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the TV Deets podcast. My name is Brett Staffin and I'm the host of the TV Deets podcast. I'm also the owner and founder of tvdeets.com, the place that brings you the latest reality TV news and ratings, celebrity gossip, and of course, exclusive Bravo TV and Real Housewives news. I'm so excited to be starting this podcast. I feel like this is something that I've wanted to do for such a long time. Uh, and now I'm able to do it, and it's thanks to all of you guys out there reading tvdeets.com, supporting my social media pages, uh, and pushing out my content. I thank you, I applaud you, and this podcast is for you. Now, because this is a new podcast, just bear with me. I'm probably going to make mistakes. Things might sound a little bit rocky, um, but as long as you can hear what I'm saying, the audio quality is good, and you're getting that exclusive piping hot tea that I promise, then hey, I think we're in good shape. But yes, this is so exciting. This is the first episode. This is just going to be me kind of talking a little bit about what's going on in Bravo and reality TV world. Um, I have some things outlined. I'm sure once I get talking and spitting into this that uh, it may pivot a little bit. But what I was planning to address is RHOC, Orange County is on, uh, and we have Tamara Judge back. So that's very exciting. I do want to touch a little bit on Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is having a very interesting season. And of course, I have been teasing so much Potomac Scoop for you guys. Um, so much that I can't say on my blog and I can't say on my social media. So I thought, why not throw it in a podcast? So I'm going to give you that Potomac scoop as well. But first, let's talk Orange County. Okay, let's talk Orange County. So for season 17, in the mix, we have Shannon, Heather, Gina, and Emily. And then new this year, we have Jennifer Pedronti, Taylor Armstrong from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and of course, none other than Tamara Judge returning once again to claim her crown in Orange County. Now, as we get into the episodes, these are coming out every Friday. I'm going to be recapping more specifically uh, the episodes each week, but because this is my intro podcast, I thought, hey, let's just take a look at Orange County, maybe a bird's eye view about where we are now that five have, uh, episodes have aired, or I should say six episodes have aired now, and uh, just chat a little bit about where we're at. Um, this season to me now, I'm sure you guys read my review on tvdeets.com of the premiere. When I saw the screener, I was like, okay, this is perfect. They have kind of the right mix of women. 
Um, for me personally, I just felt like it was a little lacking. You know, Orange County likes to kind of bring us in maybe easily into the drama. So there's never really like this huge bang out of the out of the gate um, that we get with some of the other franchises. So this one for me started a little bit slower. Um, in the first episode alone, I mean, we didn't really get that many um, like great, great housewife scenes. I think Gina and Heather at Heather's huge house um, is like peak housewives. We need to see more of that. Um, and it was a little, you know, in the middle there for the rest of the episode. And then we ended it at this, you know, all cast event where the women get to meet uh, Jennifer. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, I'm not sure how many times they've done this, but where the new housewife is hosting an event, in this case, a outdoor yoga party, and none of the women knew who she was. I thought that was hysterical. They're all like just going to this yoga party, not knowing who's leading it, who's Jennifer, why is she on this show? Uh, so I thought that was just like very interesting to watch, but again, maybe not the huge, huge, big bang that we thought. Now, things um, as we've gone into the season have definitely changed. Uh, we're starting to see, you know, little hints of the bigger feuds that are coming later this season. So if you're a casual viewer, you may not know that Tamara and Heather are on the outs. If you're like a diehard Housewives fan and you're on all the Bravo pages, you maybe know that their relationship is at a little bit of a different place. So I'm excited to see how that pans out. But we've started to get some glimpses of, you know, maybe some potential issues between Tamara and Heather. Um, on this most recent episode, it was the last night of the girls trip to uh, Montana, I believe. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting. Gina is trying to point out to the group that, hey, maybe Tamara you know, has something to do with the discord amongst everyone because, you know, Tamara is that great housewife who is like always working. So every single scene, Tamara is like not even listening to what you're saying. She's thinking about the next, you know, five minutes in the next hour, the next scene, the next day. And how is she going to spin this? And how is this going to work for the show? That makes her a fabulous housewife because she's always pushing things along. You'll see it in the flashbacks. We saw it in this flashback where um, Gina brought up, hey, you know, Tamara's been kind of shit talking Jen to the rest of the group. Flashback. Here's Tamara and Gina on the bench. And sure enough, Tamara is shit talking Jen. So I really think, you know, Tamara's a great housewife. She's doing her job. But at this point in time, she may be working a little bit harder than everyone else. That's the only kind of note for her. But I thought it was very interesting this week as they deal with Gina's reaction to Jen's storyline uh, being cheating and Gina kind of, kind of having this over-the-top, very emotional response. Heather comes in and Heather, you know, just proves again why she makes a great housewife because she has probably one of the top five funniest moments on Bravo this year. And that is when she hangs up on Travis. Now, I don't know if you guys caught this, but basically Gina's freaking out. Gina's going to be crying. She runs to this little golf cart that production has to the side and she wants to call Travis. And I just loved Heather coming in. Heather's like, nope, she's not talking to you. This is not a Travis issue. Goodbye. And you can just kind of see him like stuck on the iPhone FaceTime, just like what? And it just ends. That was gold to go from that moment into what turned out to be a very emotional moment between Heather and Gina, I thought was very interesting. 
And like I said, I think, you know, this definitely foreshadowed, based on what I know is coming up, a little of the drama later in the season. So we see Heather is very involved and she's activated, you know, Tamara and Gina, and they're both onto it. So they both now made comments about how involved Heather is, whether this is her fight and what exactly she is doing. And obviously, you know, this week's Orange County pretty much ended with Gina calling Heather out and saying to Travis, this is not someone that I think has my best interests at heart. Now, I definitely thought that was an interesting take uh, for Gina, considering that you're on the Real Housewives of Orange County. So I don't know what she's looking for in a friendship, but this is about as friendly as you get. I mean, Heather, you know, has had you over to her house. She was a little weirded out. You weren't inviting her to events over the summer in between filming. And I think Heather is really trying to push that genuine friendship. And Gina is just saying, hey, hold on. We're not real friends. We're housewives friends. And that's kind of the battle that we're seeing right now play out. Some very interesting things. I do think Uh, Like I said, there's some foreshadowing happening in this week's episode. I think we have to pay attention to the fact where, you know, Gina basically kind of puts it out there that it may be Tamara that's causing this issue. And Heather very clearly in her confessionals and in the scene is basically like, no, Tamara's my friend. Tamara wouldn't do that. I see what you're saying. But and she I think she literally says to Gina, but I'm going to put that on pause for now and I'm going to hold that for later. So. I just thought that was very interesting. So when a certain someone maybe says a little bit later that another housewife isn't a good friend to them, maybe flashback to this, because I feel like Heather has definitely been taking up for Tamara a little bit in these episodes. Another big thing, this didn't happen in the episode, it happened in the episode uh, prior, uh, was Taylor Armstrong getting into it with Heather over this whole IMDB thing and whether, you know, who is the real actress with the real jobs and is it heather or is it taylor this whole argument is like hilarious it's classic housewives is exactly what we need to see uh, i just expected it to maybe go on a little bit more i think that heather definitely neutralized taylor and taylor did not know how to take it or what to do um and basically shut down and with this week's episode which was very interesting was when they're talking at the end of the episode about their rose and thorn from the wisconsin trip um basically heather ignores taylor uh they get into a little feud um heather with shannon etc etc and then fast forward to you know taylor basically says well my thorn was you know our fight that we had and again heather proves why she's such a great housewife because it's like She's going to let Taylor have this little moment and she's going to address her. But the way Heather did it was hilarious. She was basically like, okay, that's fine. I accept your apology. Just next time, don't talk to all these other women about it and just come to me. It was just so funny to me. It was again like, you're never going to be able to apologize to Heather Dubrow without her saying thank you and then coaching you again on, on where you went wrong. So I just thought that was hysterical. So there's a lot of, like, really interesting things going on this year. Um, Jennifer Pedronti, I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. I always want to say it differently for whatever reason. Um, But Jennifer is bringing with her a huge personal storyline. Very hilarious to me as well that she's basically a doppelganger for Dr. Jennifer Armstrong, who was on last year. Um, They have the same name. They have the same look. They borderline now have the same storyline. I think Jen... Pedronti, sorry, is just doing it so much better. So where Jennifer Armstrong failed to kind of bring these issues in front of the camera, 
Jennifer Pedranti isn't isn't holding back. She's brought with her Ryan. They're showing photos of her ex-husband, so I'm not sure if we're going to see him in the mix at some point. Um, but she's putting it all on the table. And I think that she's kind of showing the other women that, hey, I have this messy life that I've come with me, um, but this is this is who I am, and I'm part of this group now. So you're going to have to deal with it. And we're seeing, you know, whether they are going to deal with it or not. Gina, clearly not dealing with it very well. But lots to stay tuned with uh, with Jennifer. Obviously, they teased Tamara throwing the napkin in her face. So things are going to get, you know, even worse between these two before they get better. Um, and I'm going to have more to say on what I think Tamara's little strategy is here uh, in a future episode. But so far, I'm really loving Orange County. Like I said, the first episode was kind of a meh, but I've really seen it pick up. It's all coming together, and we just have so much more coming down the pipeline. There's the huge feud with um, Heather. There's so much going on. Uh, sorry, I just got a, a little text from one of my sources here on a different show. Uh, silence? Putting that to silent now. Um... But yeah, there's so much going on. Like I said, we have uh, Jen's storyline. We have what's going to happen with Heather and Tamara and a little bit of Shannon and, of course, their dynamic. We have Vicky coming back at some point, which is going to be hilarious. And we have all the stuff that we don't know about. Um, you know, what's going on with Gina and Emily? Do they have other storylines? Are they going to bring anything out that we don't know? Um, and then, of course, we have that awkward breakup and getting back together with Shannon and her boyfriend John so what I'm loving about Orange County this year is like we have all these storylines going on but it's like their lives have are keeping moving and there's other stuff that has developed so I'm very excited to see where we go from here so let me know you guys in the comments tag me on social dm me whatever you want to do how are you feeling about Orange County what do you think um and what would you like to see from the rest of the season I'd love to know your thoughts Okay, now that we have Orange County out of the way, I do want to talk about Atlanta. Um, if you guys have been following TV Deets for, you know, even the last month, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear. I'm an Atlanta fan. Uh, you know, I'm a fan of the Housewives in general. I love all of the OGs. The best era for me is the older Housewives era. I'm so sorry, new entries, but that is just the reality. Um, but for me, like, Atlanta was my franchise i should say is my franchise i have so many faves right now we're about to get into potomac a little bit later in the podcast episode but you know atlanta i just want to make clear has been a you know just like my bread and butter when i was younger when i was first tuned into the housewives i mean i watched them all but i was captivated by the real housewives of atlanta and i think that's just because of the comedic spin that these women put on the show I prefer to watch The Housewives as a comedy. That's the lens I view it through. So everything to me is like just hilarious. But this cast does it the best because they're in on the joke. They know when to poke fun at themselves, when to poke fun at each other. Um, and they're beautiful. They're gorgeous women. So for me, this Housewives franchise is the peak. Now, we're going to be real in this podcast. and We're going to talk about everything. So we do have to talk about what fans are saying this year. 
So again, this won't be an, uh, a recap of the actual episode, but more just kind of my overall thoughts on the season. And I want you guys to let me know what you're thinking as well. Basically, you know, we have some, you know, an interesting cast here, right? Like we have some OGs. I'm looking at the cast picture right now. We have Candy, who's like a s second season. I basically consider her an OG. And we have Sheree. We have Marlo, who came into Atlanta early, early on as a friend. Uh, we have Drew Sedora, who many people know from her acting career, now on The Housewives. We have Sonia Richards-Ross, who is a beautiful Olympian. Um, and then, of course, we have the queen, Kenya Moore, who has just been delivering moment after moment on this show for years. So, you know, on paper, this is a very interesting cast. And I see why production went with six women. You know, we have a couple friends in the mix, but they went with six main housewives and atlanta is one of those it's just an interesting franchise because the standards and the expectations for these women are so high not just with bravo but with the fans i mean they know that this is you know typically bravo's number one show number one rated for many many years and it's the show that like consistently gets the press headlines now back in the day you know, the old school of New York Housewives used to own Page Six, but no one has really done the media like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. They've really put the Housewives franchise on the map, bringing so much attention to Bravo. So they definitely deserve their flowers, okay? This is a team and a crew and a cast that is just all-stars. But that said, this year is a little interesting. So again, we have six strong women, but for some reason, and this is just my personal opinion, of course, the storylines are just all over the place. It's very disjointed. So while I thought the premiere was phenomenal, probably the best Housewives premiere we've seen uh, this year, we had a huge party. We had Martel from Love and Marriage. Uh, we just had a lot going on. It was a huge episode. We have, a, of course, Courtney, the newbie, getting into it with Candy, which was hilarious. Um, but there was just so much happening, and I really had high hopes for the season. It almost feels like the team that made the first episode and the team that has made the others is like a completely different team. Because what we've seen now is just, I would say, almost like a disjointed grouping of clips. So I'm going to kind of, you know, narrow down for you guys a little bit about what I'm not liking this so far, uh, so far this season on Atlanta. And I think the first thing is the lack of group scenes. So, I mean, back in the day, Housewives shows... It used to be a little bit different, right? You'd get more of the at-home scenes. You'd see more of their family life. Um, their family members and friends were more likely to film, I feel like, and not have so many, like, expectations themselves. Like, the husbands weren't looking to be famous. It's completely different now. Now, when we don't have group scenes... All of the individual scenes, scenes, sorry, are almost like just infomercials. So it's like, we'll go for maybe like a mini, you know, group scene. And then the next scene will be like, Drew's updating us on her business. And we're like, okay, we'll get like a glimpse of a group scene. And then it's like, here's how Marlo's doing with her nephews. And it's like, okay, that's fantastic. We'll get a little taste of a group scene. And then it's like, here's Sheree and, you know, her extended family and what's going on with them. And all of this is fantastic. But it just seems so out of place. Like, I don't want to see Cairo come in and be like, oh, I've had a child. Like, I would love to see more of Cairo's story actually play out on the show. Um, you know, when Sheree was 
giving like what I would view as like top charade was, you know, it was the time when her daughter was heavily involved. And this was a lot about Sheree's journey as a mom. So, you know, we've kind of seen that. We've seen her build a Chateau Sheree, which it seems like production has completely forgotten about. And now we're just getting this like random update on her family. Uh, of course, it coincides with a People magazine exclusive. Um, again, not that into it. I'd rather it be a moment on the show uh, that we could have enjoyed prior to reading that. But that's nothing to do with Sheree in particular, and really my critiques aren't with any of the women. It's more, uh, you know, the team that's putting together this show. So again, my number one thing is we've got to get back to the group scenes. I want to see these women at restaurants. I want to see these women shopping. I would like to see them in more real-looking scenarios, just point-blank period. But if we're not going to get that, I at least need them together. I need, like, a pillow talk event. We need candy to throw some bedroom candy party. Like, we got to get this group together, and we got to keep them together. Uh, I'm a little worried about this cast trip because they're all on weird terms. None of them seem to really be gelling, and we have two two sides, two teams at this point in time. So I think production focusing a little bit more on getting that group dynamic going, that's the first thing we need to do. If you look back at all the Housewives clips or Atlanta Housewives clips that are still shared to this day, like I just shared one the other day um, when Phaedra, <laughs> classic Phaedra, won't tell the group when she's due or she doesn't know whether it's June or July that she's having her baby. What were they doing? They're at Cynthia's having a dinner. Now, I forget the exact reason for that party, but it was just a conversation that came out of the, the women having a, a group meal together. So I think we need to get back there. We saw a glimpse of it with uh, Sheree's scene with Kim Zolciak and uh, Deshaun and Lisa Wu. But again, like, it was so choppy and the editing is so weird. Like, it was a scene that went on somehow. It felt, like, too long, but at the same time, like, I didn't hear them say anything. <laughs> so I don't know if that was just me, but it just felt like I was watching, like, Kim react to things that they were saying, but producers weren't including what they were saying. So it was very interesting. Like, at the end of the day, it could have just been a Sheree and Kim scene, to be honest, because they edited Lisa and Deshaun out. <laughs> so. But anyways, we saw a little glimpse of that uh, with that OG flair. Um, that's not going to be enough to sustain them. So super interested in seeing where Atlanta goes. Now, I know you guys are all about the ratings. I am too. That's why I started tracking them many years ago. Um, and it's true, you know, Atlanta is down this year. Um, most Bravo shows are. I think Atlanta just has this huge, again, these expectations are so high. This show has led this network for so many years that it's coming from a place of like, oh no, what's going on? Shock horror. What's going on with uh, RHOA? That's why fans are reacting this way. And I think people brushing that off have to be more in tune to that. Um, they're not talking about the ratings because the ratings are posted. The ratings are posted and people talk about what's going on in the show. Um, the reality is Atlanta is down. It's down quite a bit. We've yet to hit a million live viewers. And at this point last year, we hit it you know, right around this time, like right around episode five, episode six, actually, I'm looking at it now. We still haven't hit that, and we're at episode nine. Now, of course, live viewers, um, you will hear networks talk about this all the time. Hey, everyone watches on Peacock, or everyone watches it on streaming, or everyone watches it on DVR. That is all true. 
but like let's just think about this if you're an advertiser and you put your commercial tied to the real housewives of atlanta do you want people watching your commercial the day that it comes out or are you more excited about your product being sold three seven days later so again like live viewers to me still indicates hey this is where the season's trending if things are worthy of tuning in for people will tune in for it we saw that with vanderpump rules and i know you guys are going to say oh my god it was a huge scandal well yes it was a huge scandal but look for the similar strategy coming out with many of your other bravo shows later this year and into next year because they definitely realize with vanderpump rules there's a whole portion of people who just aren't watching bravo based on what they're seeing on the shows and they will tune in when the storylines are captivating so i think that's something we're gonna see like i said i mean the viewers do grow of course once it's you know dvr and peacock and all those kinds of things um but again live viewers still dictate and i don't want to make this like tied to atlanta in particular but i've heard a lot of people say well candy said that you know the show's doing amazing on peacock that could be true i trust candy i'm never gonna go against candy i'm sure she knows they're telling her and they have access to that data but this is why maybe bravo and some of the other networks could be a little bit more transparent with what's actually happening with viewership because i think it would help people people would understand a little bit more um so i'd love to see those peacock numbers um but for now uh i'm just looking at the live ratings and seeing what patterns uh we can find from there so again we are down a little bit there's so much more coming out with Atlanta. Um, I'm really interested to see where the back half goes with Drew's divorce. That's a storyline that should kind of activate people who haven't been activated already. Um, it looks kind of messy. So I think if anything, Drew's going to pull it out. But are there issues with Atlanta this year? Of course. Um, do we still love our Atlanta girlies? Of course. Watch all of these shows. I am a fan. I love all of them. These are just my little notes. So let me know, you guys, like, what do you think about Atlanta this year? I'd love to hear it in the comments. Post on my social, tag me, DM me, whatever works, email if you want. I want to hear it and I want to talk about it. So let me know. Okay, and now the segment that I'm sure all of you have been waiting for, the segment that you subscribed for, The Real Housewives of Potomac. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I started recording this segment of the podcast on Thursday, July 13th, and it is now the early morning hours of Friday, July 14th, and that's because Potomac just never sleeps. These women do not quit. They are filming their show, and they are working, and they are delivering, you guys, because what happened tonight, and tonight being Thursday, July 13th, is just crazy. So I scratched what I had originally recorded, and I thought, why not just give them the scoop on the exclusive that I broke just in the, you know, the early morning hours here of what went down at tonight's Potomac taping. Now, I'm going to use a lot of new, new names in this segment. Uh, there's some new faces on Potomac, uh, and we're going to get into you know who they are in more detail a little bit later in the segment. I just want to tell you right off the bat that two friends associated with the show, Kiana Stewart and Deborah Williams, got into 
what I'm told was a all-out brawl during filming for season 8 of Potomac earlier tonight, tonight being July 13th. Basically, here's what happened. Giselle and Ashley have a new uh, activewear line. It's called GNA. Giselle and Ashley. They have a new workout line, and they wanted to throw a little fashion show presentation and, you know, show everyone, hey, this is our new activewear line. And boy, did they do that. From what I hear, the party was, like, absolutely amazing. You know, the highest quality food. There was seafood, open bar, great venue. Um, by all accounts, you know, that portion of the night was was absolutely fantastic. It was afterwards where these friends associated with the show kind of, you know, made a little bit of a show themselves. So here's what happened. So after the fashion show for GNA, uh, you know, the women are just kind of partying. Uh, this is, again, since it's Ashley and Giselle's activewear line, it's their event. Now, Giselle ended up leaving early. Uh, just due to some personal things that are going on in her life, but uh, Giselle had to take off. So Giselle missed this entire confrontation, I'm told. And basically what I'm about to tell you, uh, I posted right away on tvdeets.com. Uh, but what I'm going to tell you is not only what was in my blog, but you know all of the additional details that I, I've since heard about. So here's the quote that I put in my blog. Deborah and Candace had been talking shit about each other all night. A source close to production on Potomac tells TV Deets exclusively. Candace was confronting Deborah about what she had been saying about Chris Bassett, and Kiana walked up and got herself involved. Now, as you guys are well aware, Deborah appeared uh, on season seven. She's a friend of Ashley. Her name is Deborah Williams. She's the one who accused Chris of flirting with her and making a pass at her, and of course, Chris, you know, repeatedly denied that. That was part of the fuel. Uh, that Giselle and the others used to kind of, you know, call Chris out last season. And we all saw how that went. Now, Kiana is joining Potomac as a friend to Wendy Osefo. And basically, you know, Candace and Deborah had been uh, basically talking shit the whole night. Like, this was going around the whole party. So many people at the party I've spoken to said the same thing, that they were both kind of fired up about each other. Um, you know, it was a party, drinks were being had, Deborah was definitely enjoying uh, her drinks, but, you know, nothing to worry about. But they were basically, like, talking to everyone else about, you know, at the party about each other. I guess maybe this was one of the first times Candace is seeing uh, Deborah after everything that went down, and, you know, we saw Ashley's explanation of Deborah's behavior at uh, the Potomac reunion, so you can imagine, you know, Candace is not happy to see Deborah. So, what I'm told is they were having a heated conversation and this is kind of like in the VIP like kind of like club area basically and so they're having a heated confrontation you know there's other women around other housewives are right there the cameras are on this uh, group of women and so Kiana's going or sorry uh, Candace is going at it with um, Deborah and at one point you know people can hear uh, Candace saying stuff like, get her out of my face, get her out of my face. And I guess at this point, Deborah, you know, is getting quite vocal with Candace. Now, here's where things get a little fishy, okay? This is something I have not been able to confirm, but I did want to put it out there and just kind of give you the context of, of the situation. I was told that 
Deborah, and I've been told this by a few people, uh, that Deborah potentially like threw a glass of champagne or wine at Candace. Um, I don't know if it was the actual glass uh, like we saw in Summer House or it's just the beverage in the glass. But either way, I'm told there may have been a glass throw. At this point, Kiana, who again is, you know, she's a friend of the show. She's Wendy's friend, and she's officially testing as a friend of the housewives, but she is not a full-time housewife herself. You know, she kind of got up in the situation, and that's basically where, like, you know, my insiders are telling me that Kiana just made the whole situation worse. So she got involved, and she basically stepped to Deborah, and, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. I was told that uh, Kiana swung at Deborah and she swung first and she landed. <laughs> I'm laughing at how uncomfortable this is because even the people at the party are blown away that this happened and that it involved these people and 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 what it is about and, and what happened. Like they cannot believe that it got to this point. So we have an alleged drink throw. And then we have Kiana allegedly throwing hands first. Now, at this point, that's when it turns into pretty much an all-out brawl. Like, keep in mind you have Candace there, and I'm told Candace was very activated uh, throughout this. But um, basically, Candace is there. She's brought right into it because she's the one having the conversation. And it turned into an all-out brawl. And when you see the video that's kind of circulating on, on social media, um, it's on my Instagram page if you want to go look at it at TV Deeds. <laughs> um, if you watch that video, that's basically the aftermath of the fight. And at that point, um, they're pulling Candace away. Um, Kiana is getting carried off. Deborah's been separated. Um, and that's where we, you know, the video picks up. So again, this is it. This was something that was happening between Candace and Deborah. They have a pre-existing relationship. Deborah had made the comments about Chris and this is Candace. Um, potentially having that that first chance to confront her about it um and from what i'm told like they were having an argument but it wasn't out of control it wasn't heated and no one thought anything was going to to escalate to this level and it didn't until i'm told uh kiana stepped into the picture and uh and kind of kicked things up a notch guys like i don't know um what her strategy was um but i'm told that deborah ate kiana up it's a direct quote and that Deborah definitely won. Um, and that's just talking about, like, the actual fight. Um, apparently, Kiana left the venue bloody, and she did end up going to the hospital. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if anyone from the cast, like, wanted to go with her to the hospital or was asked to go to the, to the hospital with her, but a housewife did go. Uh, it is not Wendy, but another housewife did go uh, with Kiana to the hospital. Now, after that, this is all just breaking now. Um, and like I said, everyone who knows these women who works on the show, like people are pretty surprised uh, that this would have happened. It did happen after the bulk of the main event, which is which is Ashley and Giselle's uh, activewear line. But cameras were filming. They caught the whole thing. Cameras were filming outside the venue. Um, so I believe they did catch quite a bit of the aftermath as well, too. So for those people online that are already saying, hey, it's going to be a cliffhanger. They're going to black it out. We're not going to see it. Uh, it's all documented from what I'm told. So who knows what we'll see. Again, I think it just it, it just depends on who 
is crucial to the story and and how much of this is relevant to to those people now like i said kiana is supposed to join as a friend of the housewives deborah is not a friend i just referred to her as a friend in the headline because she's a friend to ashley that's why she was at the event she's a real life friend to ashley but she will not be an official cast member um so for right now it's just uh kiana out of those two so that's the piping hot tea um i was also going to share with you uh some tidbits uh about the end of the season now the finale films on saturday july 15th the finale will be hosted by mia uh i don't want to say too much about what the finale is but there's an unveiling of sorts so i'm super excited to see that and i'm i'm really excited to see people's reactions to to the unveiling and i also want to see what the housewives think um because I've heard some interesting things, so I'll just leave it at that, but it is supposed to be hosted by Mia. It will be a season finale on Saturday, July 15th, so keep in mind, like, this fight um, that I'm talking about with Kiana and Deborah just happened on July 13th. We have today, Friday, where they are filming, and then tomorrow's the finale, so this is quite the end of the season. Um, I'm not sure, again, what the direction is going to be, but... Um, you can you can bet that this is this is going to be an explosive end uh, to season eight. Now, before I leave you guys, um, I do want to just recap a little bit more. Uh, Potomac Tea, like I said, I had you know quite a bit I wanted to share, and I just re-recorded it to include this new this new drama. But let's back up a little bit. I've told you a little bit about Kiana Stewart. Again, she's the friend joining through Wendy. Just a little bit about her. She actually comes from Baltimore. Um, she's a business owner, uh, and has met, you know, obviously the other women. She's been filming with them since about, uh, the end of April, and she was on the cast trip to, uh, the Dominican Republic. So we do expect Kiana to play a role this season. I did exclusively reveal her casting back on, uh, June 14th, so just about a month ago now. Uh, and again, she's being introduced through Wendy. You can see she's been photographed uh, with Candace at that time. So that's an interesting photo considering where we are now. Um, so it will be interesting to see Kiana's uh, entrance into the group. The other newbie we have this year is Neka Ahim. Now, I also revealed her casting exclusively, and I did that back in April. So this is why you got to read tbdeets.com, because I'll give you the scoop there first. But anyways, Neka is uh, born in Boston, but truly a Nigerian at heart. She has some uh, things in common with Wendy. She is a licensed attorney. She specialized actually in financial technology. And she also owns her own champagne line, which you will see her champagne line launch at the end of the season. Just remember, I told you back in April, she owns a champagne line. Now, NECA is also, uh, you know, she has quite the degrees. Two degrees from the University of Michigan and University of Wisconsin Law School. And um, outside of her work as an attorney, I've also reported that she was previously a commentator for CNN. So again, some similarities to Wendy. Now, she lives in Potomac, and her husband's name is Dr. Ikena Ahim. He's a medical doctor, and he's also a night lounge investor. Now, Ashley Darby hosted a housewarming party. We're going to see it either in the first or second episode, I think, and that's when you're going to see NECA introduced to the women. She was at that house, uh, housewarming party. 
Now, not really much is, you know, else publicly known about NECA. Um, her and her husband did make headlines a few years ago. They threw a really glamorous wedding in DC. So if you want to Google that, you can see some footage and some photos. Um, but other than that, NECA is coming in. Uh, she is a fiery newbie. I want to say love-hate, but I think people are really going to end up loving her. She just has such a big personality. Again, this is Potomac, so to fit in, you really have to make a mark. Um, and she does that. And, you know, I also revealed this exclusively, but I told you first that NECA comes in a-blazing, and she is a little feud with Wendy. Uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. It did get really bad at one point. There was an argument at one of uh, Karen's events at the beginning of the season and it got so bad like the husbands actually had to be separated so again like and you know I that actually reminds me this week we heard uh I heard some tea about the husbands too so I think that drama has just continued throughout the season uh, I don't know in particular where uh Wendy and NECA stand now but you can bet this fight with Kiana and Deborah has definitely kind of impacted things a little bit, maybe pushed their feud to the side. I'm not sure. Again, this is all kind of happening in real time. So again, you know, just to recap this season, so much going on. Giselle's back, Robin's back, Wendy's of course back, Candace is back, Karen, Mia, and Ashley. And then of course we have the newbies, Neca and Kiana. Sharice has filmed um, a couple different times. She was actually at uh, Ashley and Giselle's uh, activewear line launch, so she did film again tonight. Uh, and Jacqueline Blake has also filmed once or twice. Now, because we have Kiana and we also have NECA, I'm told that Sharice and Jacqueline are not going to be official cast members, but who knows? Like, I, 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 I want to say that they're not, but... That's what I've been told, but again, they've filmed throughout. Kiana is definitely, like, filming as a friend of the housewives, and NECA is a champagne flute holder, so she will be a full-time housewife, though that's not up for debate. Um, so again, like, I think it might just depend on how this all kind of chops up, uh, what we're going to see. Personally, I think stick with the newbies. We have enough new energy uh, that we can kind of move forward, and clearly they're bringing it. So I'm not sure if someone like a Charisse is, is definitely necessary. But again, this is Potomac, and who knows? So I'm going to leave it there, guys, with the Potomac tea. But tons more I'm sitting on. Listen to the TV Deets podcast. I'm going to be trickling it out uh, each week as we go along and towards the season. And as soon as I hear things, I'm going to do my best to let you know. But that's the Piping Hot Potomac. Okay, so if you're still listening, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We touched a little bit on Orange County, we talked about the Real Housewives of Atlanta, a little bit about the live ratings, and of course, hopefully I gave you that piping hot Potomac scoop that you were looking for. Big weekend coming up for the Potomac women. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you do anything after this episode, it would be leaving me a five-star review and telling your bestie about the podcast. Um, if one other person listens to it because of you, that would just mean the world. And in the comments on social, tag me, let me know. What do you want to hear about on future episodes? What did I leave out that you need more details on? 
And who would you like me to co-host with? There are so many great reality TV unscripted podcasts out there. Who else would you like to see me team up with? And if interviews are your thing, who would you like to have who would you like for me to have on the pod? What Bravo celebrity or reality star should I interview? I have interviewed many Bravo celebrities over the years, even some stars from other networks. But with this new podcast format, I'd love to do more of that. So maybe I should have Candace on as my first guest. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> but anyways, I appreciate you guys so much. Leave me the feedback. I want to hear it. And of course, stay tuned for another new episode next Friday. Thank you so much.